Welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. We create one-on-one custom fitness solutions to achieve your goals without wasting time or compromise. We build and rebuild committed people so you can get out of pain, get strong, and get back to living the life you want to. We don't waste time. So let's get on with the show. Hey, hello, and welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. My name is Justin McClintock, and today we're talking about the advantages of discomfort. That's right, the advantages of discomfort. Now, typically, discomfort is something that most people will spend a decent amount of time trying to avoid. People would prefer to be comfortable. They will make choices that will let their lives be more comfortable, and even moment to moment. Putting on a coat if things are a little bit cold. They get a little bit thirsty, they look for something to drink. They feel a pang of hunger. Even at a time that maybe doesn't make total sense to be hungry, they will go look for something to eat. We are continually reinforcing the idea of comfort, and the world around us continues to suggest to us that comfort is exactly the solution. Now, before we continue to dig into this, I want to be very clear. We are not talking about no pain, no gain. I reject that completely. I understand where it came from. Uh, It's been misused by many. That's not what we're talking about here. We are not talking about the idea that you need to be sore after every workout, that you need to push, push, push yourself until it physically hurts all of the time, and you spend most of your life a little bit sore, a little bit beat up, a little bit broken, and somehow you've been taught that this is a version of a reward. Definitely not what we're talking about. We're also not talking about that you need to go to 100% every time you work out or with any element of your training, movement, etc. We don't stretch into pain. Most of your workouts should not leave you laid out, broken on the floor, unable to take a breath afterwards. We're not talking about any of that. What we're talking about is adaptation. Adaptation is what all training, what all real challenges in life that are designed, are designed to elicit. We want to change. We want to adapt. We want to get better at things. We want to develop new tools and new strengths, new armor, so we can become even better at dealing with these irritations. So we need irritation for this adaptation. And within strength training, this is very well understood. People know, you know, if you do five squats and it feels incredibly easy, if you put your weight away and walk out of the gym, it's unlikely that you've gotten stronger or in any way that will elicit any kind of noticeable effect over a period of time you would find even remotely satisfying. We know that you need to work relatively hard to make these changes. And it's because we need that irritation. We need these slight challenges. We need these elements of discomfort, small amounts of muscle damage, etc. That's what will create these strength and body composition changes that people are after. And I think this is relatively understood. Other types of discomfort within your training also deserve your time. Doing new things, seeking out new modalities, 
new movements, new sports, new ways of training. If you are 100% satisfied with your training and you still continue to see exactly excellent gains and it's doing exactly what it should for you, perfect. Stay there. You're doing it right. You're getting everything you need. But if you find yourself losing focus, if you find yourself distracted, if you find yourself less motivated, one of the things that we like to do, and we do this for clients all the time within their individual programming, is introducing new and unfamiliar elements, something you haven't done before. Have you ever worked with odd objects? How do you feel about walking around holding a sandbag? How do you feel about dragging a sled? How do you feel about doing some ground-based gymnastics? How do you feel about doing challenging types of hanging? Now, often these elements are not one-to-one lined up with the client's goals. I want to train for my half marathon. Why are you making me carry a sandbag around? Well, some very good reasons for that. But amongst the reasons, even with, with all the physiological changes this will elicit, and the core strength and hip strength, balance, all of that, one of the other good things about it is that it's going to make you a little uncomfortable. You've grown comfortable with a lot of the elements of your training. New things are going to require your focus. It's going to require you to pay attention to exactly how you're moving. You may have to deconstruct and rebuild a movement to figure out exactly how you can execute it to the best of your ability on that day. And you're going to start learning over the weeks that come how to execute it better and better. New things require focus. Focus can often elicit more motivation and new elements, new ways of training, new directions of training can elicit new change. New change is exciting. So yes, maybe you aren't excited to do some Pilates in the middle of your Olympic lifting workout, but it might be exactly what you need and the carryover and the advantages you will see will be huge if you are a person that's a good fit for. Another reason to practice discomfort and seek out discomfort is that very idea of practice. Training is practice. We are practicing for something. Most of the people we work with are practicing for real life. They're practicing to be able to still get off the toilet when they're 75 years old. They're practicing to be able to get down on the ground with their kids and play with them when they want to. They're practicing to be able to run along with their dog when their dog gets excited on the beach and they want to take off. We are practicing all of these things so when it comes up, when that moment arises, you're ready for it. Because if you're completely taken by surprise and completely unprepared, you won't be ready for it. So we need to practice the movements, yes. We need to practice the cardio-respiratory endurance, yes. We also need to practice fortitude. We need to practice bravery. We need to practice unreasonable effort. Getting used to doing these things, rising to challenges in a relatively controlled environment, in your gym, in your training facility, wherever it is you do these things, under the watchful eye of a coach, there or remote, if remote coaching is something that you're a good candidate for. This is a great time to practice these things. Put yourself in these uncomfortable situations so when you get in a truly uncomfortable situation, you are far better prepared for it. Doing these uncomfortable things 
is good for you. I'm thinking of a client right now who may well be listening, who is relatively new to BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Just did their first tournament recently, went extremely well. And the journey through BJJ has been very interesting, more so in the mental aspects of it. They were already a tremendous athlete, and we've changed their training to support and drive them forward on BJJ. It's going very well. But it's getting them in positions when they are trapped under someone who outweighs them by 50 pounds, which is often the way in a training hall, not typically in a competition. They need to be able to hang there for a while. And yes, they need the leg strength to brace properly. And yes, they need the core strength to move the way they need to move. And yes, they need the hip flexibility and and all of those things, of course. And of course, those are things we practice. But they also need the fortitude to control their breathing in a scary situation. When a wild animal is on top of them, trying to submit them and make them do something they don't want to do, how do they hold focus and think through what they're going to do next, adjust to the situation, and keep moving forward? So we deliberately put them in very uncomfortable situations. Very uncomfortable because it's practice. We're practicing fortitude. We're practicing bravery. So I would encourage you to take a couple of steps back and ask yourself the question, what are you practicing for? What are you training for? When we ask people what their goals are, especially at the beginning, if we've first been connected with someone or very early in the consult call, we will often hear, Well, something about pain. My knee hurts, my back hurts, my hip hurts. I wish it didn't. As we dig into it, we find that the pain and discomfort have existed for quite a while, typically. It's very rare that someone hurts themselves and gets in touch with us three days later, which is also appropriate. If that was the case, we would tell them to go treat it like any acute injury and we can talk later. But if someone's had discomfort for three years and now they show up, And now they want to work on it. Recognize that it's not the pain that's motivating them. They want to do something else. And either something has been taken away from them or something has been raised up that they realized they are not capable of doing. And by that I mean, let's say you have someone whose shoulder hurts and they've adjusted their training and they've scaled things and they modified and they stopped hanging on bars and they stopped pushing big weight overhead They even stop doing push-ups and they just do lots of other stuff because, ah, they've got this bum shoulder. And then their sister hands them their toddler to hold for a minute and they have to decline because they realize or they think, they're pretty sure that if they take that toddler in their arms, their shoulder's going to hurt so much, they won't be able to do it for any sustainable period of time and they're worried. They're worried about whether it's even a safe situation to take this toddler in their arms. That is a story someone told me. That is a person I talked to that I just described. That is a motivating factor. Now they are training to be able to hold a squirming 20-something pound kid. I'm guessing how much the kid weighs. I don't know how much toddlers weigh. But about there. They weren't motivated when they couldn't do pull-ups. They weren't motivated when they couldn't put weight overhead. They weren't motivated when they couldn't do push-ups. So that's not what we're training for. Will a byproduct 
of us making their shoulder stronger, more stable, able to deal with these forces, able to lift a kid with confidence, maybe able to lift a kid over their head, play games, swing around, do all of the things people like to do with kids and should do with kids. Will a byproduct of that be if they want to do push-ups and pull-ups, they can? Yes. Will part of their training likely involve horizontal pushing, horizontal pulling, vertical pushing, and all? Yes. Yes, it will. But those are a byproduct. Because we know, and they've already demonstrated, that they're relatively indifferent to being able to do push-ups in the scale of life. They are training to be able to hold this kid. That's motivating. That's what they're training for. Now that person, when they showed up, said, yeah, my shoulder hurts. That was it. We had to dig for what was going on. Don't stop at your training. Don't stop at the movements. You are unlikely, unless you're a competitive athlete and this is your level of competition, it's unlikely that you're training to have your bench best, best bench press. Not really. Not if we dig down deep. Yes, pushing more weight feels good. Yes, doing things you've never done before is satisfying. We're not taking that away. But I would question whether or not that's actually what you're training for. What actually motivates you? What do you want to be able to do? If you're considering changing your training, what do you want to be able to do that you can't do now? What is it? Nail that down. And it just needs to be significant for you. It doesn't need to be significant for anyone else. It can be small, but it has to matter. It has to be something that matters to you. Don't get stuck in diagnoses. Don't get stuck in even your pain. What matters to you? That's where we'll start getting very uncomfortable. Recognizing that is a kind of discomfort. Recognizing that you are uncomfortable with your current situation. You're ready to make a change. Taking action, the decision to make change, often stems from discomfort. What is the irritation that is leading to this adaptation? We know how to make your legs stronger. That's relatively straightforward. Motivating people to go forward. Now that's interesting. What is the irritation that is leading to this adaptation of you wanting to make a change, of you wanting to take important, decisive, meaningful action to change things about your life? The last thing I think we're going to say about discomfort and how important discomfort is because discomfort will change you is noting, as we have many times in the past, that failure is an opportunity. Every failure is a huge opportunity for learning, adjusting, and adapting. Because that's true, we strongly suggest that you frequently put yourself in challenging situations where failure is an option. It is a possibility. We are not saying you max out every day. We are not saying you give 105% every day. We are not talking no pain, no gain. We're not talking getting as sore as you can. We're not talking about dropping to the floor after every single workout. We're talking about pushing it a little bit more within the construct of your program. What can you do? Are you really meeting your RPE? 
Do you have room for more training in your life? What if you asked for something that you're worried you won't be able to accomplish? What if you ask your coach to practice things that you're really not sure about? What are you avoiding because you're worried about the failure? Not pain, not injury, but failure. Something you simply won't be able to accomplish because you don't believe you can do it right now. Are there things you're already not doing? Are there things you've already given up? Are there things you've already walked away from? Because you find the situation so challenging and so full of uncertainty that you're unwilling to spend time in that uncertainty, even if, as you are now, armed with the knowledge that no matter what happens, this discomfort will likely change you for the better. If you fail, you are presented with tremendous opportunity. If you succeed in doing something you didn't think you could do before, that is incredibly motivating, and then you will be able to take the next step forward into this uncomfortable land that you've already started exploring. Discomfort will change you for the better within these controlled environments. Jim, training, movement, coaching. I strongly suggest you seek it out on a very regular basis. Having your life be comfortable is good and reasonable and a perfectly understandable thing for people to pursue. Within what I hope is already a comfortable life, I want you to seek these elements of discomfort so you can keep adapting, keep getting better, keep moving forward, and continuing to feel the way you want to feel and be the type of person that you're proud to be. I think that's what we have to say about discomfort. Thank you as ever. My name is Justin McClintock. Feel strong. Thank you so much for listening to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us a five-star rating if you have the time. That makes a big difference. DM us on Instagram at feelstrongfit. Any questions if you just want to pick our brain. If you'd like more info, the website is feelstrong.me. We value effectiveness, individualization, and empathy. If you want to see what it's like to have an expert in the field, really listen and hear what you need to build you the perfect program to get you where you want to go today, is the perfect time to get started. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you very much.